0: because if i feel then i know what to do even in negative circumstances if i feel anger that anger is telling me something hey you know stay away from that guy or it is telling me you need to speak up so that anger is guiding me so emotions is a guiding mechanism of a human being
1: the listeners of align with
2: your dharma thank you so much for tuning in today i am truly excited uh as always um today my guest speaker is a very 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 special person in my opinion um so i am looking forward to talking to him um learn from his experience and uh, pass on the information to all the listeners out there. So I want to truly appreciate all your support. Um, so my guest today, he is Sardar Khan. He also goes by Nadim. And um, is it okay if I call you Nadim?
0: Yes, please. Just call me Nadim. Nadeem's my actual name.
2: Okay. <laughs> So, Nadim is the executive director of FM Healing Center, which is mental health and addiction medicine clinic. He is also the author of "Who Are We: Learning How Your Mind Works," and he is also a certified master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming. He is a certified master practitioner of hypnotherapy. Certified Master Practitioner of EFT and he's a Certified Master Practitioner of Success Coaching and Time Techniques. He's also a Certified Clinical Hypnotherapist and Medical Hypnotherapist. He's also a Certified Transpersonal and Interpersonal Hypnotherapist. He's a Certified EFT Practitioner Level 1 and 2. And he is also a Certified Personal Trainer and he's a certified neuro-linguistic programming trainer, hypnotherapy trainer, EFT trainer, success coaching trainer. Whew, I have to take a breath. Okay. I, know, I, was, I was
0: just gonna say, tell you that, who's this guy? Who are you talking about?
2: <laughs> he has his bachelor's degree in aviation administration from Eastern Kentucky University. And he did his master's online in social work from a foreign university. He has a minor in professional pilot and he's also board certified uh, by the International Board of Coaches and Practitioners and International Association of Interpersonal Hypnotherapists and board certified through National Endurance Sports Trainers Association. So, I am excited to talk to Nadine today and pick his brain. Um, So, I'm hoping the listeners are ready as well. Uh, Nadine, thank you so much, first of all, for taking time uh, from your busy schedule, uh, from the role you're playing and helping so many individuals out there authentically. And um, I appreciate your time.
0: Well, thank you for inviting me and allowing me to share the information um, that I've been holding on to for a long time, you know, and having those conversations with people in a room, closed mm-hmm. room. but this is a, a really good opportunity for me to just talk out loud.
2: Yes, yes. So um, let me ask you this. How did you get started? Like, what is your journey? I want you to uh, describe your journey that brought you to this point. What? drew you or what motivated you to start your business on fm healing
0: um man you ask a question which is i mean the it's a long story okay. but we'll we'll just take one portion of it and just talk about how did this actually happened. So since my younger age, as far as I can remember since three, sometimes I can go to memories like two or one years old, which is kind of interesting. It comes every once in a while. Um, I've always been fascinated by different things that are that were going around me. Um, Different people, I have always been an observer since my childhood, very quiet child, all the way back into the class, never did talk to anyone in school, just sat back and observed, mm. old class. Um, and I used to think that whenever somebody did something negative, I used to think, why did this negative happen? You know. Mm. Now, interestingly, until I got into this education, and started learning all of the emotions and the healing part of it. I never thought of these things. You know, this happened after I started looking at myself and I started getting the this information um, that helped me to heal. So the basic thing is healing. I am um, a student of healing. So the reason uh, you couldn't take your breath because of so many certifications is I keep on doing, getting certifications, looking for. <laughs> more answers towards healing what is healing how does it happen you know so my journey is all about how this healing process happens because I suffered myself Mm. um positive emotions lovely I love everything you know life is good all of a sudden this negative thing happens why does this negative thing happen why can't I stay in that other place um, going back to my childhood, I used to remember that my uncle, cousins, they used to come and we used to live in Dubai. Uh, I was born in Pakistan, but raised in the Middle East, Dubai. Um, diverse culture, everyone, different people, you know, it, it never, people didn't l- seem to me as different uh, because we had different religions, different castes, color, Cree, everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where we were raised. So, to me, you, everyone was a human being, you know, I didn't see anything in a box at that time. Um, and I remember the cousins used to come in, you know, Dubai, uh, people traveled, and they made a trip out of after every two three years. So cousins used to come in, we used to have a blast. For seven days, stay and whatever, whatnot, and they used to go away, and this massive, massive negative pressure all the way, uh, focused on the heart, you know, mm. um, going through the whole body, and you're de- you're depressed mm. for the next two months, mm. you know. To me, I was like, what the hell's wrong? Why am I even alive? You know, I used to think about these type of things. And then, of course, coming from a certain culture, certain religion, um, getting the guidance from the spiritual leaders, parents that, hey, you always revert back to the creator and ask the creator and this, that and the other. Interestingly, it was more a hit and miss kind of a thing. One moment you felt better, but then again, you're back to that place. Mm. It was a emotional roller coaster ride, internally, externally. Mm. I would have been happy, you know. People mm. wouldn't know, but that's what was happening internally. There was this question mark always: that what is this negative pressure? How can I overcome it? In my forties, is when it really hit me, and uh, everything was lost: um, the businesses, the homes, foreclosure. And I ended up in my car for seven days. And mm. That's where I started connecting um, very deeply inside myself and saying, mm. hey, there's something wrong that I'm doing that, that is causing me every time. It's a loop that I'm stuck in. You know, I am very grateful that I had plenty of resources throughout my life to where financially people would help me. There were plenty of resources who gave me money for businesses and so on and so forth to get me out of situations. But there was a there was this stuck state. You know, there was a loop. Uh, No matter how much money I would put in something, it always ended up into a negative place. So it was more of a roller coaster ride. Which, which basically was teaching me, I was enhancing myself, but at the same time, not on that full capacity, full uh, disclosure type of thing.
1: Mm.
0: So my path was wrong. This is where we can talk about purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dharma. What is your dharma? mm -hmm. So even though I was on the roller coaster path of my purpose, at the same time, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. See, we are always on the purposeful path. Mm -hmm. So either we can focus on it or we don't focus on it. If we don't focus on it, then it feels like a roller coaster ride, negative emotions, this, that, and the other. But if we focus on it, then all of a sudden life changes all of those moments they just wash away and that roller coaster ride becomes a straight line and you're cruising a- easily and effortlessly on 120 miles an hour 500 miles an hour whichever pace you want you got the beach on one side and you got mountains and greenery on the other side and you know you you're on Sunset Boulevard
2: yes but <laughs> but it's it's that moment when we realize, That awareness that you realize, that's the key,
0: right? Um, Focus. focus. I think focus is extremely important. Number Mm -hmm. one is awareness that I am aware who am I. And then the focus Mm -hmm. that what am I focusing on? Those are the two things. Now, a purpose is very vague. It's all focus on the whole bigger thing. It's the end goal, you know, uh, that I have to reach. Um, at the same time uh, when you have to manifest little goals or accomplish little goals goals like it's like driving a car uh, as i mentioned in my book that we are the we, are, we drive like a car we are our own mechanics mm.
1: there's
0: nothing else out there which is <laughs> going to come and fix us We have to fix ourselves. There might be resources like the parts and the auto zone and maybe even a mechanic who might come in and hey, change the oil and this, that and the other. Those are the external parts of it. But how how do we fix our own selves? Uh, Because we are the driver of the car too, because we are the car. So um, we fix our own selves. We have to understand what we are driving before we even drive. So, so going back to your
2: purpose, so you, you found your purpose.
0: Yes, then... those seven days basically was the beginning. Mm. So, you know, you talk about the guidance. So the guidance started pouring in. Mm. And my journey started. So it was a little late, but it was like a crash board, accelerated learning for me. So around 2013, I started my first certification um, these are all interesting little bit stories. They have their own legs. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't get into it. But in general, that's where I started um, my uh, more education. I knew I had to learn more. And what I found is you can't just learn from everybody. It's not like, oh, this guy is a hypnotherapist. He's talking good. So I'm going to become a hypnotherapist and I'll learn what he learned. It doesn't work that way it is a teacher who's teaching who gives you the knowledge and the energy and the understanding that makes you who you are so when i knew that my first path was um hypnotherapy i went online and i googled and googled and googled and there were tons and tons of hypnotherapy certification somewhere for 100 150 dollars weekend course this that and the other online um yet i was on a purposeful path at that time you know i was deeply deeply listening to my own self which i didn't do before you know um before i would listen and, and or you know decide otherwise <laughs> it's like uh you know i got the gut feeling and i didn't listen to it and then uh, Later, I would say, oh, shoot, what the heck did I do? Why didn't I just go on that road when I felt like it, you know? So at that point in time, I had given up. And I said, whatever my feelings are going to tell me is what I'm going to do. Now, of course, I questioned my feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, that was an internal dialogue that I had with myself. But I always, you know, said, okay, I'm feeling good my mindset go for it because I don't have anything to gain anymore, you know, so I'm going to go for it anyway. So I questioned hypnotherapy from a religious perspective, from, um, you know, other perspectives, um, other people, I questioned, talked to other people, they said, uh, you know, positives and negatives about it, at the same time, when it was time for me to make decision, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to walk on the path that is out there. And that was the path that I was supposed to walk on. So You, I got you
1: felt
2: it in your heart or your gut feeling, whatever you felt.
0: Everything, yes. My <laughs> internal being said, this is the path. This is the only path.
1: Mm.
0: Like it, you don't like it, too bad. Mm. Take this journey, you know? And that was the message that I got. Hmm. And, and that, that
2: came from your challenge that you that you experienced.
0: Everything. That came yeah. from everything. And my focus was healing. My mm-hmm. focus was never money, never I want my house back, or never uh, uh, negative things that I had already done before. You know, fight the fights and do this, that, and the other. Um, it was just pure focus how can i heal myself because i know if i heal myself all of the things everything else i'll get it Mm. i knew i had the capability i mean uh, my whole life i have done businesses i up to that point i consulted major um organizations, help them um, with the uh, business analysis, helping them to make the decisions of what is the right choice of buying a business and how to go in and uh, make a business which is going down successful. I'd done it.
1: Mm.
0: So I knew all of the educational and you know uh, applications more than anyone else as far as business and success was concerned, there was some other problem that I was working on fixing.
2: So and it was internal and you wanted to heal yourself. When did you decide you are going to help others and open up FM Healing Center?
0: Um, oh, that goes all the way back <laughs> a few years before that. Uh, My father, when, um, before my business crashed, it was a gas station at that point. See, uh, I didn't come from a medical background
1: or Mm. any
0: learning. You know, if you look at my certification, my certification was aviation administration business. Mm. Uh, So I had experience in all types of business. I had a super gas station that used to make tons of money um, in Florida, um and my father, I received a call, my father used to call us every Friday, you know, he, he has always been that pillar who has, mm-hmm. interestingly, uh, I, we, I never took my father seriously, by the way, <laughs> you know, I loved him, I was very connected with him, I, again, was a very quiet child, uh, very active in sports, I would just go, play do my thing come back enjoy myself you know so my enjoying was external with my friends uh more internal though if I was at peace internally by playing I I was my own critic more than people would say hey I'm a good player this that and the other but I would look at myself and I would say no I can do better
2: we are always the worst critic of ourselves <laughs> you
0: know? So I always went for the better, better inside me, which made me good uh, in the eyes of other people. And I'm grateful for that. Um, So my father, um, we received a call from my brother that, hey, dad has liver cancer and um, it's spread out. There's not much we can do. So I went, uh, as soon as I knew Because it has been years and years. Because we have been living in in the United States, that has been in Dubai, and our goal throughout our life, till that point, was oh, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna, you know, establish myself, and this, that, and the other, and I'm gonna save a lot of money. I'm I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna spend my, uh, you know, we think we are we will live forever. (laughs) We think we'll live forever. So I was in that mindset (laughs) was everyone else, and all of a sudden. Uh, like a brick wall hit me.
1: Mm. Like, oh,
0: shit. What happened? And uh, things are going parallel, right? Uh, things are bad with the business. And, uh, you know, and things are already challenging. Mm. And this is happening to dad. Um, so it happened within uh, the f- two or three years. Dad passed away. Um, when I went and sped, uh, I left everything. And uh, went and... Um, spent my three months with dad during that process um i was on a balcony with my uncle one day and um you know in dubai one of the interesting things it's a muslim country so when it's time the sunset time or any time majorly sunset time um because it's beautiful we lived in, on top of the fifth or sixth floor so i'm in the balcony with my uncle and the call for prayer starts from one corner echoing 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 everywhere me and my uncle are talking I mean it's not normal uh, we have lived our whole life in that and that sound is just majestical it's like a meditation mm-hmm. you, know, you pay attention to it or you don't pay attention it doesn't really matter
1: mm-hmm.
0: and while that was happening all of a sudden I had a vision that mm. I was in a clinic sitting on a chair and I basically n- Literally, it's it's like something came, showed me the picture, and said, "This is where I'm going." Wow! It was so vivid that I mean, it was so real. Yeah. Oh my god! And I started laughing. I was like, "What is this?" You know. I started laughing. Something like that had happened to me before. Um, Did you share it with your uncle? Yeah, I told my uncle, we were joking around. Um, I mean, I <clears throat> was still alive. I mean, uh, he was inside. So we were just trying to, and I started laughing. And my uncle said, why are you laughing? I said, I just saw what I'm going to do. And it doesn't make sense to me. And this is what I saw. And he was like, huh? Okay. And I said, and it seems like it's, it's pertaining to dad somehow. You know, so the, there were messages given to me. Because um, pretty much all of what I'm doing is basically a vision that was, or that path was given to me. That vision showed me exactly what I was supposed to do. You when know?
2: did you decide to pursue? So what was your, I want to know what was oh, your dad's I, uh, opinion when you, ex- when you shared it with him?
0: I didn't share anything with anyone at that point in time. It was just the uncle. It just happened and I just told him, ah, oh, this is so weird, you know, <laughs> how you're talking. This is so weird. I, I, I just saw this and I have no clue what this is all about, you know. Um, And then we go about our business. Dad passes away. Now, when dad is passing away, he gives a message out uh, like a couple of days before he passes away. Heard the message with the whole family there, you know, everyone was there. Um, that, that comes into play right now because mm. the message that he gave us, um, you know, people when they're passing away, they're so aligned and connected. Sometimes, um, if you dabble into the energy world and uh, spirituality and how the alignment happens and the uh, Akash a- a- records and how the super conscious mind basically flows messages or the information through people and all of that. Esther Hicks stories, um, that's an interesting concept. So it, it was kind of like one of those moments. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm mm. like, the more I study, I'm like, oh, that moment happened to me in my life. And mm. it ends now because now I get what the information was. So you, you didn't know?
2: get it when your dad was saying it?
0: No. <laughs> Because at that time, that information was so far away that it didn't make sense. Because things so, were so things were not, I mean, we were not even on the same path. It would be different if I was on that path, then it would start making sense. But I'm on the sixth path. It's mm, like five roads going in the same direction. I'm on the fourth road. And mm, this information is for the first road. Mm. and i'm like oh my god i am on this road what is what are they talking about i don't even know if the first road exists at that time
2: but but how does it make sense for you now that you're saying whatever my dad said before it may it, it's you know he had a vision and he told it so how does it resonate now you
1: know
0: because, how do you think
2: that happens
0: because uh, whoa. Something to do with the subconscious mind? It has everything to do with everything. There are multiple factors in it. Number one, emotions. Mm. Emotions is the guiding. Remember, what did I do? I was looking for a solution of the negative emotions, right? Mm.
1: Mm.
0: So negative emotions, I didn't get them. So I was looking for information. Now, positive emotions were so positive. Therefore, I didn't care much about them.
1: I just
0: on the negative that hey why is this negative i want to change it to positive positive is good now i didn't get the positive either or nobody taught me how to manage those negative and positive emotions if someone my parents or my spiritual leader or my culture or my sector would have informed me or taught me that hey buddy this is how you need to work with the emotions this is what emotions are all i learned is you know, you, you did something negative, you get a spanking, <laughs> or you get a timeout, or you get some sort of a reprimand. So, all I, uh, you know, was taught, or we, majority of us, are taught in our childhood, is to suppress our emotions.
1: Mm.
0: Sucking in, boy, if you're a boy, sucking in, boy. And for girls, it's more like, uh, hey, girls, don't do that. Yeah. Girls are supposed to behave in a certain way, you know? So there are different mixed messages and uh, subconscious um, messages and uh, commands mm-hmm. that come from um, our parents. And, and by the way, let me clear this it's not our parents' fault. Yep. It's just that they don't know. This yes. is what they learned, therefore, they follow that same path.
2: Yeah, they they are just taking action based on their experience.
0: Exactly. So it's Mm -hmm. not their fault that they are bad parents or anything. My parents were awesome. (laughs) But at the same time, they lack that information. We as a society are lost. We have lost Mm -hmm. that place to where we teach our kids uh, as guides rather than authority figures, you know. That's one of the problems uh, in our systems. We think that we are the judges and our kids are the prisoners, (laughs) you know, and that's one of the reasons the kids struggle Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because we are demanding them to do certain things. Whereas instead of helping them through those growth cycles of making little mistakes and learning from those mistakes and always being there for them and guiding them. And it, it needs to be that voice that, hey, you're crossing the road. I'm right behind you. Okay. Hey, you forgot to look on the left. There is a car coming. So stop. So all you're letting them make those decisions, but you're pointing their focus in the right direction so that they <laughs> see better because their their focus is a little bit smaller than ours up to that point with information. You know, I think that's good parenting. That's one of the reasons a lot of times uh, kids, as soon as they hit 18, they're like, goodbye. I don't even want to see ya. you. Know? <laughs> because it was so miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those, those are the things. Um, yeah, I, uh, you were asking me about the path. <sighs> so that's the emotion part. That's basically because if I feel then I know what to do. Even in negative circumstances, if I feel anger, that anger is telling me something, hey, you know, stay away from that guy. Or it is telling me, you need to speak up. So that anger is guiding me. So emotions is a guiding mechanism of a human being.
2: So if, if for example, so when you're talking about anger, instead of like, okay, I'm getting angry. Let me just respond based on that anger. Instead, you're saying, look at the anger or whatever the negative emotion is. It's just guiding you to look at things in a different perspective. Is that what I'm understanding?
0: Okay. So when we drive a car, okay, there are certain things that basically manage that car. Accelerator, brake, clutch, Mm -hmm. gear, Mm steering, right? you can say that a human being is comprised of certain elements as well
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so just like the gear you shift the gear depending on the situation now you can't drive in second gear at 80 to 90 miles an hour right so that's an understanding that you learned if you pay attention to your car therefore similarly i'll give you just kind of a basic example Uh, Now, the emotions that I'm talking about is, remember, they are not massive. They're not rage. Now, rage is is basically a suppression. You're suppressing anger for such a long time to where it becomes rage. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I am talking in terms when you have resolved all of your emotions. And the beginning part of emotions is that they are a guiding mechanism. So mm-hmm. it's just like my car, the oils change, it's all cleaned, it's all detailed, and it's all fresh. That's the point where I'm talking about. Got so it. Please make sure that because a lot of times people will get confused that hey, no, but my anger tells me to go and hurt somebody. You know, that's because your anger needs to be resolved first, mm. or you can get to your basic natural anger state. In which now you, when you feel that anger, you'll feel that, hey, either I need to walk away from this person or I need to stand up and give this information to this person because they need it. Otherwise, they'll keep on doing this in a cycle for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. right? Got it. Yes. So that's the place is that beginning part where you follow your emotions, guidance, and you do it. Once you take that step, that anger disappears. Same thing with um, any other emotion, positive. I'm going to talk about positive emotion. So someone says a joke, you feel so happy that you physically laugh. And
1: mm-hmm. when the
0: laughter is done, then you take a deep breath. Oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> you know, so that emotion has guided you to physically laugh and be happy. And then you're done with that emotion. Now you go to the next emotion, whatever that might be. So
2: So my question is, mm
0: -hmm.
2: since Yafam Healing um, provides guidance and support to um, people who are in addiction, I want you to talk about a little bit of that. Like what... um, who are all, are you serving at the FM Healing Center?
0: Uh, we are a licensed facility by the state as a behavioral health service organization Um, and addiction medicine license. Mm. Um, therefore, we work with whomsoever has any issues with any type of mental health
1: mm. issues.
0: Um they can reach us. Except for uh, hospitalization, we do outpatient therapies. So our focus is outpatient therapies with all of those people. Um, Our primary goal is to help people to understand what is happening. So I call that education, because if you don't know what's going on, how are we or anyone else going to help you to fix it so that's that's one thing that we do is to help others with the proper information so that they get it oh that's how my mind works so therefore now I know how it works I can start making the changes and uh, uh, in my whole life that can help me with that mental uh, you know instability that I have Then we can talk about prescriptions. Prescriptions are placeholders which have to be taken away. So therefore, they have to be used in a proper way. They can't be used for life. Because Mm. especially prescriptions for mental health type situations make you numb like a drug. Many of them. Many of them play around with the chemicals in Mm. your body. So Mm. in any case, they change your physical formation in order to help you. Why do that? Mm. Now, let me get back to the healing thing. Mm. Healing only happens when you are in your natural state.
2: Yes, I'm glad you went there because I remember when we were talking, you said, uh, tell me a little bit more about the natural state because you talked about, Instead of being mechanical, be natural. So I'm so glad you went there.
0: (laughs) So healing only happens. If you feel, then you can heal. If you can't feel, you will never heal. Remember that. If I feel pain or discomfort in a certain area of my body, do I ever try to use that area of my body. So let me give you an example of, let me, if my hand gets hurt and I start feeling pain in my wrist, am I going to use that hand or that wrist? Of course, I'm going to say, oh, it's hurting. I'm going to take some rest. Even if I do things, I'll do the things with the other hand. And I'll give rest to this side of the hand. What does that mean? I'm feeling that there is some discomfort, which is guiding me and telling me that I need to rest it. Why am I resting it? I'm resting it because that's how the healing happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And who's fixing? I mean, I'm resting it, but is there uh, someone from somewhere who is coming in and, uh, and mechanically trying to fix the things that happened to my wrist? Of course not. It's all internally happening. Our bodies, whether you go into history, religion, or any, you can go and research any of the topics in the world, and you'll find that our bodies, the way they're made, they're, they're miraculous. Uh, I mean, we ourselves are miracles. Because we have... Tendency of healing everything automatically,
1: Mm.
0: naturally. Because nothing externally, we can enhance. Now remember, we can enhance the healing process by taking certain um, different type of medications that can help us enhance our immune system, or if the doctor finds certain issues with our body, they can give us some things that can enhance those healing processes. At the end of the day, the healing naturally happens. You're just enhancing those processes. It's not converting everything into healing that, oh, this body is not healing, I'm going to heal it, you know? Even with cancer patients, cancer patients lose their immune system 100% when they're going through chemotherapy and radiation therapy. That's why they're isolated and they cannot go out and they cannot do certain things is because they don't have an immune system. So they're taking a bunch of medications just to keep their immune system somehow kicking back on. what happens is after, (laughs) interesting, huh? Uh, Because if you go through... um, case studies of cancer patients and especially the ones who survived um their immune system automatically comes back mm.
1: Mm.
0: there's nothing uh, you know that you can externally give to say oh there is a button hey uh, you go inside and there is a button press that button and the immune system is going to turn on <laughs> you know or we are going to make this immune system and that's going to be a part of it. it's there is nothing physical about it
1: mm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know there's uh, everything, as far as healing is concerned, in conjunction, because the body has many layers. you know that's why uh, and we I'm, I'm talking about the physical layer here, uh, giving you examples. but the body has many layers as far as healing is concerned. That's why it's a hidden and miss thing and it's a misunderstood thing or it's challenging to really understand it because our bodies are comprised of many elements other than the physical element Uh, i call it layers you know um it has the mental layer it has the emotional layer the spiritual layer and then the physical layer based on so far as of today based on the knowledge i have and the research and the information All of these layers, last layer is the physical layer, which we think is the only layer, which we think is the primary layer. But it's actually the last layer of manifestation. And that's one of the reasons there is uh, integrated medication since 2012-13. The government has um, been asking all of the providers in the United States and throughout the world globally to start working on integrated medicine. You know, um, what does integrated medicine mean? Which means go out of your box, learn something else and integrate it. You know, I think um, the medical field has understood it wrongly because (laughs) when that word came out, that's around when fm healing center also opened up and we opened up integration uh, integrated medical clinic uh, in which uh, there is a uh, different type of um, therapies that happen within the umbrella of um, you, know, you know the medical clinic but it's all integrated spirituality and everything is included in there if there's anyone who needs anything any sort of uh, therapy mm. uh, interventions in that way um But um, they think that you get a priest, you you get a counselor, you know, and you get a doctor. You got an integrated medicine, and uh, that's untrue.
1: Mm. Because
0: Mm. a priest not necessarily is a spiritual guide.
1: Mm.
0: A priest might be a priest of a certain section of people, Mm -hmm. certain sect of people. And living in a certain box so Mm -hmm. how are you going to help other people because we are human beings we don't identify ourselves as you know muslims and hindus and when we go in as a client we are a human being going into a clinic and the clinic has to serve all aspects of who we are so, there is a big disconnect if uh, uh, a Muslim goes in and a Christian is uh, trying to help him spiritually in a clinical setting, then there is a disconnect in that. So, how would the healing happen? You know so, when so you are got- you,
2: are, you, are you saying <clears throat> as a human being, look uh, at least in FM healing center, um, you you look out you don't put anybody in a box. And you serve everyone who comes in there as a human being. Exactly. Okay.
0: exactly. <laughs> because if we start um, doing that, then there is a disconnect in the service that we can provide. So if we, our goal is to help people heal, mm. then that goal won't be met there will be a lapse in that goal because of this conflict. So you have to generalize things and and help people as a whole rather than um, suppressing certain things. I see a lot of clinics which which are like that. That's Mm. one of the reasons their success rates are extremely low. Um, They have issues. People come from those type of clinics too to us, you know. Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, so it's just an observation. You know, so w- w-
2: when you're talking about
1: the success, how do you define success?
0: Well, I say 1% success is 100% success. Okay. How do you define it, though? Define it? Well, if you... Uh, let's take a little thing. Okay. Like focus. Okay. Mm. Um, if I can teach you how to just focus on what you want to do and you do it, then that's success That's success. There is see, okay, let's um, talk about success in a negative way now. What okay. is the opposite of success?: Failure. Right? If there is failure then how are you going to succeed? Because failure is a place where it's like a quicksand. You keep on going in and in and I'm a failure. I can't do that because I'm a failure. So it's like a quicksand that basically takes you deep in to where you'll never reach success. So therefore, in our language or in our clinical setting or in the people that I know along with you, we look at, failure as a feedback we look at that structure and we see that what is the how can we focus on it in a positive way
2: so learning from whatever you know that we have
0: not succeeded if we turn the word failure into feedback Ah. that means means anytime I'm in a negative place if I make a mistake I'm just going to learn from it it's as simple as that. So that's success. Even if that's... I've realized it and I've used this principle once, then I'm, I'm successful.
2: Mm, say that again. That's... Even if you have realized it, what?
0: <laughs> Even if you have realized by doing that, you can easily get success. Then, then you have 100% learned how to be successful. You know, even a little thing like that. That's why I said even 1% of success. People put numbers, I never do. (laughs) I never put numbers on anything until unless it's necessary. Because numbers, then it becomes a numbers game. You know, success has unlimited measurement. There is no measurement to measure success. There is no measurement to measure Uh, excellence you know let me talk to you about one thing language is extremely important that's one of the things that I've learned the language through which goes into our mind is super important the language basically makes our emotions positive or negative so since we just talked about failure word I started focusing on that word and I started feeling like I was I was in a quicksand Same. Mm-hmm. you know and it's drowning me because I'm a failure I can't get out of it I'm always going to be a failure and 10,000 other limiting decisions started happening and then I said no 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 if I start Drowning. It's like, you know, in the movies, stop moving when you're in the quicksand so that you stop going in. So it's kind of one of those moments that you start saying, okay, what do I need instead? So therefore, you start looking at the words that start taking you out of those Mm. places. So feedback is like, okay, I need to learn. What do I need to do in the quicksand in order to get out of the quicksand? So words are super important. That is what basically helps us to properly communicate. So it's like learning the language again. In my 40, Mm. I learned my language again. And when I changed my language, that's when the magic started happening internally as well as externally, along with 10,000 other things. You know, it's, it's, it's a, as I mentioned, there are multiple journeys within one journey, because healing is such a vast topic, we can talk about many different layers of healing, that have to be aligned in order for the healing to happen, it's not one thing that has to happen, it has, it's multiple things that have to happen that basically align together and then boom, healing happens. The tumor shrinks away, you know, uh, your, your cancer goes away and all of that. Those are the processes we call miracles in this world. And we think they just happen once in a while, you know, they're miracles. Miracles happen only once in a while with someone and, Interestingly, miracles happen to only one types of people, religion, caste, other, and all of that. It's all, it's all um, belief system. Mis- belief system. <laughs> yeah. Belief system plus it's misunderstood
1: hmm. because
0: a lot of times people are selling religions that my religion has miracles, so you come to my religion, you know, if you wanna heal. So I see there is a, there is a marketing war going on that my God is God. Your God is nothing kind of a thing, you know, whereas the interesting thing is if you erase all of those boxes and you come to the conclusion that there is only one creator and we all choose to give him her give different names, different Mm -hmm. names, because that is what we were brought up with. It happened when I was born. It happened when I was born.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's okay. It's okay wherever I was born and whomever I was supposed to be born with because I had a purpose. Yes. Coming back to those five roads, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the reason I felt that I was on the fourth road and I didn't get it when my father um, was um, telling me all of those things and later on I realized the journey started back then. Because what he did in that moment of his own alignment, because one uh, uh, three days later, he passed away.
1: Mm. So, uh,
0: even at that time, he couldn't even see. And he used to say, hey, move, move out of the way. And uh, there was nothing in front of him. Hey, move. <laughs> you know, interesting stuff mm. like that. <laughs> uh, cool stuff, I say. Mm. Because it was what I do now. Um, it just makes more sense that what was happening. And um, anyways, uh, that's where he made us aware of those five paths. And you know, once you know something, you cannot unknow it. So the journey began. Mm. That's the reason I started trusting the inner feeling when I was out on the road which which was telling me hey do this when I wanted to do hypnotherapy then it took me on google it took me literally when when I decided to focus on that person that I was Mm. because first I was focusing on oh I gotta do this hypnotherapy training you know and I kept on searching, searching for hours and I got tired of it. And I was like so many choices, this, that, and the other. And that feeling of this is what you have to do. That connection was not happening. And then I just closed my eyes and I just thought to myself and I started brainstorming again, talking to my own self and internally. And I was like, what am I missing? i think i have to find the right person that's the exact words that came to my mind and with that intention i started typing on google and boom that person came up
2: wow so the intention also matters your focus combined with the intention
0: that brings me to the question how do you manifest
2: yeah go ahead
0: first step of manifestation manifestation what is manifestation i want to drive a car or i want to eat food okay i have to manifest in my books manifestation is like you know when you go out and you look at oh i'll teach you how to manifest money you know in in uh, this world the focus has been more towards wealth money you know and um and success in business and those kind of things uh, to me, and and creating and manifesting in those areas, to me, manifestation means uh, everything. I just like money, you know. You have to manifest million dollars. You have to manifest your breakfast, lunch, and dinner too. So the first step, in my knowledge. And my research and my understanding of looking at all of these manifestation processes that people have, it's you have to think of that thought first. And you have to focus on it. So you have to create that thought. That thought of the thing that you want. Mm. And it could be as easy as food, and what is that? That's you're setting the intention of mm. eating food at four o'clock today. I'm setting mm. an intention that I'm going to eat at least half an hour after I'm done with you. going <laughs> it make sense?
2: Yes, absolutely. So, so the intention combined with the focus.
1: Mm.
0: So you have to have that intention. And then the focus is already there, because if your focus (laughs) was not there, then how are you going to do the intention? You know, so that is a part of it.
2: I like that. I like that definition. Focus combined with intention. So create the thought. Think of the thought that you want to accomplish.
0: And then you and... start that picture and start feeling that feeling. And then you start hearing the things that are happening in that picture of the thing that you want, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden you start feeling that, yes, I'm going to have Chinese today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Then you, go for it. then you go for it. Then you look yeah. for them. <laughs> <laughs> then you find the resources and then you take action. Then you go and get Chinese
2: yeah that's you know that's a great example just to get started and i'm sure um my listeners might not have heard it um from that perspective so thank you for um saying the definition of manifestation
0: it's <laughs> um many, how many, there wanna... are many definitions based on different people you know i think i like to make things simple mm. i like life to be simple um Because in simplicity is happiness to me. Not talking about other people, but I felt like the less stuff you have, the less thing you have to deal with. So to me, that is simple. You know, the more stuff I see people with, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have watched it or not, but a long time ago, I watched a TV show in which um, um, Ben Stiller, And I forget the name of the lady. But anyways, there was a scene in which um, he's her husband or a boyfriend. I can't recall that very clearly. But there's a scene in which she's the the person who has like 10 pillows in the bed to decorate it. And he's the kind of person who just likes one pillow and sleep in the bed. And one day he just blows up and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why do you have 10 pillows? And every time we have to sleep, we have to take 10 pillows off of the bed and put them on the side. And there is so much work involved in complexity. You know, you're doing so much work. I mean, it was the funniest scene ever. <laughs> I mm. like- so um, how,
1: how, do you,
2: how do you unwind, Nadeem? What same- do you do to recharge?
0: Meditate. Or do something that you love, you know, sometimes I'll just chill with my mom. She's still alive. And that's my unwinding time. Mm. I shut my phone down, turn it off. And I sit with mom, mom, what do you want to watch today? Some romantic drama or something like that so that we can go into that. Love state and and then discuss the, you know, chit chat uh, about the drama or whatever, what not, just 15, 20 minutes energetically connect. So to me, that is a meditation, mm. yeah. you know, but going inside, meeting your own self, uh, that's a very play, good place of unwinding. Mm. You can go into uh, the zone. Um, in some uh, languages, it is called the hakalau state. And you can stay in that state because that is a meditative state, like the yoga um, gurus and all of them, they 90% of the time they stay in that yogic state in their mind. So when they're doing the meditation, they're looking at their third eye, you know, so they practice on that in meditation so much to where they naturally even when they're looking at people they're in that natural awareness state even when their eyes are open so that's rather than like this rather than like this yes yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: you need to be in an awareness state um in the zone uh, many different ways of explaining that meditative state that i'm talking about that hakala state um there are plenty so, of med- you start working on meditations because meditations are going to take you into the mind I haven't talked about the conscious or the subconscious mind that's a topic for another day yes your question is relevant to that and that in itself is basically an understanding of how does the mind work you know um so maybe this question can be answered next time we can talk about it and we can go into detail that hey how do I get into that state And we can talk about the conscious and the subconscious mind because the zone is basically the subconscious mind um, that we are connecting with, you know. Um,
2: But you are also saying uh, meditation. When you said you meditate um, when you're talking to your mom and, you know, spending time with her, uh, that is meditation.
0: Everything is a meditation walking, working out, even work is a meditation. Um, To me, if I'm connected to my subconscious mind, because when you look at the conscious and the subconscious mind and do the math, then if your mind is a whole as a hundred percent, your conscious mind through which you are visually seeing and all of that kind of stuff and you're making certain decisions is only 0.006% of that hundred percent. And your subconscious mind, which we are disconnected with, is 99.996% of the mind. Now tell me what the heck are we doing? (laughs) Why are we on the conscious side of the mind? And we think that this is the reality and this is everything. And when we were kids, we had the mind as a whole. The, The difference, the separation of the mind started happening between 7 and 15, 20 that's where the critical factors started dividing all of these things based on the information that we were getting from the world and external circumstances and that's why a lot of times teenagers they would sit down and uh, especially in the teenage as soon as they hit that 10 years age they're they're sitting down and they're thinking Then what should, what should i do how can i do this how can i not do this so majority of them nowadays are having those issues and they they go into that quiet zone and the parents are like i don't know what's going on with my kid well that's because there is a critical factor that is uh, that is <laughs> manifesting in the mind which is basically separating and they're they're from their their from them using the whole mind Now they're switching their gears towards using only conscious side of the mind. That's why they're sitting and thinking that I'm stuck on this side of the mind. How do Mm. I go back and get the answers? Because all of the answers are in the 99.996% of the mind. And Mm. there is no proper guidance from the parents either because they don't know what's going on. So they take them to a therapist, therapist puts pills on them, and now they're, they're having issues. With medications, because they're taking medications that are making them numb, therefore they're not feeling the feelings, which the feelings are basically guiding us, right? So, if I don't feel like turning uh, on this signal, then how am I going to turn at this signal? When I'm numb? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you see how many places things are messed up? And we have to start working on fixing them. And the first place where you fix them is education. I got to learn who I am first. Mm. I got to understand how, what is it that runs me? You know, Mm. I got the physical body. I know it works, but there is something inside me that basically makes me feel like, I am at a dead stop, I'm Mm. in a stuck state. Now it might not be in all areas. It could be that, oh my goodness, I don't know this this certain place that I feel like I'm stuck, you know? Mm. But if you Uh, knew how it worked, then you can unstuck it easy.
1: Which area, okay? Mm. Any
0: area, because um, life is unlimited. There's so much potential we have. You know, we haven't even explored. I feel like in our lifetimes, we haven't even explored one to 2% of what we can do. Even science hasn't, uh, I mean, they look at the brain and they they say that uh, each cell of the brain can hold a, uh, enough memory. It has enough memory to hold 10 Bibles, right? Each cell of the brain and we haven't even used that much memory we haven't even used that many cells of our brain
1: so Wow!
0: imagine how much potential we have actually that we haven't used
2: man I can I can keep talking I'm telling you so but I would love to have you again and I'm sure my listeners would enjoy too next time we'll talk about you know how the subconscious mind, how we can tap into the subconscious mind and reach our potential.
1: Definitely.
0: What are,
1: yeah, we can talk of... about
0: anything that you would like. We can You can open it up to questions too. Um, sure. Ask the listeners if they have any questions based on this podcast. I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Sure. Next Definitely. Time. Because they... I'm pretty sure I've given so much information to where people are like, oh, I got to ask this guy this question. I can feel it. I know there are people out there. You know, the interesting thing is when, even though you can't see people, but we are energetically connected. So even though I don't know you, whoever you are, who's listening, I can feel you. (laughs) So (laughs) we are all interconnected with the source. So if you, again, focus a little bit towards the people who are listening right now, uh, or who will be listening in the future, I can connect with them right now. So if you have any questions, people, you are most welcome to ask me. And you can send her an email and I can respond it in an email too.
2: (laughs) Yes. And I will put in um, Nadeem's um, email address and the contact information. So you can reach out to him as well uh, if you have questions for him. And um, if uh, anyone needs... No phone
0: numbers. No phone numbers.
2: Okay. Yeah. Through your website, FM Healing Center.
0: Oh, yes. You can put it on the website. Yeah.
2: Yes. FMHealingCenter.com.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, yes. They can through our website, we I will be more than happy to answer anything that they would like.
2: Yes, definitely. I appreciate your time, Nadeem. I, it went by so quickly, but I felt like I, I learned a lot. And I'm sure learner, I mean, the listeners learned a lot as well. Um,
0: it's mutual. It's, it's, uh, we all learn at all the times. So I appreciate you calling me here. This is awesome. I love talking to you too. Thank you. <laughs> there, is, there is some sort of a positive exchange of energy to where uh, we can talk all day long. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. I, I know you were taking a couple of sips because I'm, I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm asking so many questions. <laughs> I don't want you to feel dehydrated. So I'm glad you got water bottle there.
0: I definitely have to have it. When I I know that when I start talking, uh, you gotta hydrate. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. a teaching, by the way. You have to hydrate the physical manifestation <laughs> as well.
2: Yes, that's even though that is the last layer.
0: Yeah, even though that's the last layer, you have to take care of it because that is the physical layer of it. You know, so even when you take care of your mental by meditation, so on and so forth. Physical is also important because if you take care of your physical, if you go back into thousands and thousands of years back, you can live up to a thousand years, easy. Easy, your body is made in such a way. It's all because of all of these negative things that happen in the world that causes all of these negative pressures and these other layers that we have disconnected with, that causes the illness to happen. So that's again, uh, when you start learning about healing, then you start learning, okay, I got to resolve not only the physical part of it through a doctor. I have to make sure that the other layers are resolved as well and address that, that way my body as a whole you know, can heal and it can stay in that healing state. Our bodies detox every day. When you go to sleep, if you do the right measures in the right state, it detoxes. Each cell of our body changes after 365 days so we are like a snake (laughs) we change we don't physically change the skin like a snake but we change every cell of our body 365 days ago whatever cells were there they're gone I have new cells in my body um, because they change so those are the things that you start looking at that hey we naturally do all of these things then what is it that is causing us to be old at 50 which I don't think so it's old I think 50 is nothing it's like
2: it's just in the mind you know the the yeah. number is just in the mind
0: yeah exactly um I think the world is going I've seen a lot of people who who are living longer now who are aligning themselves within all senses uh, in all layers so I see people with 100 105. Uh, and couples too, you know, um, that are living longer. So we are on the verge of that change. We are on the verge of that change.
2: Okay, one last question. Yes. Like I said, you know, I I can talk for hours. and <laughs> I want to make sure the listeners, you know, I'm not overloading them. But um, one last question. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that others value? That maybe you used to value, but you don't value anymore, or others value, but you don't value. Money. Mm.
0: That is out of my books. Mm. To me, money is a resource. So I never go for money. I only go for my purpose. And and when I redid my values, I instead of money, money actually is not in any of my values, uh, my third or the fourth value um, is wellness. Un- no yeah, third is unlimited wealth that
2: now, comprises growth. health too
0: exactly. It, it it has the dollar in there, it has everything. So wisdom, wisdom
2: well,
0: yeah, everything. Um, so therefore money, is never there it's never in my mind i to me money is attached with ego so i always had that battle you know i had many limiting uh, decisions based on money money is the root of other evil money is this i released all of them and when i released all of them and even today if i find myself you know um Every once in a while, because we still live in this world, there is a lot of negative information and uh, limiting decisions that are coming our way on a daily basis. And I have to kind of clean up every day, you know, just like a shower, you have to take a shower or um, on a daily basis in order to keep yourself clean. So meditations are like that. Um, So whenever I see myself, um, you know, my ego state a little bit or my focus a little bit more towards uh, the dollar sign then I see that I lose the the focus of my purpose then I start judging people and by the way I don't uh, do it um, physically or uh, in external environment it's just I catch it in the internal first before the decision goes out into action I'm so aware of my own self then I catch it and then I'm like there is that delete mm-hmm. button. press it get rid <laughs> of it <laughs> because therapy can happen in a moment I mean healing can happen in a moment so I, I quickly dispose off of those negative things ground myself real quick and then go forward
2: well, like I said, you know, I can talk about you know what are your methods of grounding, but that's another topic. I'm jotting it down, so <laughs> so we can have another topic about grounding and uh, subconscious mind and conscious mind. Um, okay, so I know I said one more question.
0: <laughs> okay, Aruna, I, listen, uh, yeah, I'm open to all of this information, so that's okay. So,
2: if you have in your power. If you have in your power to create one principle that is going to be completely beneficial, that's going to impact everyone around you in a positive way, what would
1: it be?
0: I would start with the place of parenthood mm. and create a principle. This identity that we create in this world—that I am the father. And I am the mother, you know, that negative um, identity that we create, that we are the ones who have to lay down rules. So I would like to create a principle in which we can become their guides and we can collectively sit down with them and lay down rules together rather than us making the rules and just giving it to them. This is my house, my rules. Do you know how much trauma that can create? If, I mean, let's switch roles. Let's all of us switch roles that, hey, I am the kid. I'm inside the house. I just came in, okay? And I come in, maybe I'm late. Maybe something happened outside. Maybe I'm 16, 17 and I went out to eat with the kids and I come home and all of a sudden my father and my mother say, this is my house, my rules. You have to be at home at four o'clock. And why are you at home at five o'clock? Just uh, if you put yourself in that situation, I'm feeling so many negative emotions. I'm like, uh, are you my parents? Do you love me? What if uh, there was something negative happened to me outside? I'm only half an hour late. The first question of a parent should be that, hey, bud, you're okay because you're late. You know, mm. probably give them a hug and then sit down and, and then they can say, hey, let's try. you got us worried, you know, and uh, how about uh, next time either give us a call or let's sit down and, and set up a guideline so that you can, uh, we can all be positive. You know, we can be all be happy and we are not worried. So instead of talking to them in that way, so that would be a principle that I would lay out that let go of that negative identity as a, you know, um, a judge and uh, become a part of the team.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you again. I <laughs> yeah. can't
2: thank you enough. Um, I will certainly put the information about FM Healing Center on the podcast so people can reach out to you directly if they want to um, ask you questions. And I'm happy if they pass on the information to me. And and then um, we can have another episode, which I'm looking forward to. Because I had all these notes. I'm like, okay, let me ask Nadeem about this. But that's okay, <laughs> that is for another time.
0: Hey, whatever was supposed to be discussed in this, yes, has already been discussed. Yes, so now we prepare for the next.
2: Yes, I remember that from our last conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going with the flow. Yes, yeah. thank you so much, Nadine.
0: That's the best way of you know, uh, riding a river is just go with the flow and enjoy yes. the ride.
2: Well, you have a wonderful rest of the day and -hmm. the rest of the evening. Um, I look forward to talking to you again.
0: Definitely. Me too, Aruna. It was a pleasure talking to you. I had fun.